1,598 3FM studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your engines. <laughs> Pre-owned presents Start Your Engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impex Pre-owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and ImpexPreOwned.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motor sports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Harry Allen Wood. Good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg, 1400 AM, 98.3 FM from the historic WSPG AM and FM studios on Garner Road in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Kind of a cool, cloudy Saturday morning, but I think we're going to be okay as far as uh, any kind of rain or anything. I don't believe we'll have any delays today at all. Good morning, Greg. Good morning. How are y'all doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Well, had had a pretty good week. Had a pretty good week. Had some awful good weather. Oh, and, uh, too good. I got a stack of firewood I'm never going to get burned. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it turned out downright hot about Thursday. Uh or Friday or yesterday anyway but no everything's been going good i think we've been seeing some good racing and uh they still got some kinks here and there they got to work out and i just feel like that uh we're headed for a, a very good and interesting season i think you're right good morning alan good morning Pierre. how you doing doing good good to see you here uh let me point out that um ronnie's not with us again this morning he's still under weather but uh, we'll have Ronnie back soon, and I know he's listening. And, Ronnie, you, uh, you're you in our thoughts and prayers, and you get well and get back here, you lazy bum, and get on the show. <laughs> uh, i got to point out that today, actually yesterday, March 4th, is, I said last week it was the 60th anniversary of Wendell Scott's first race when we had our Black History Month uh, celebration show, and... Uh, it wasn't 60 years ago. It was 61 years ago. I, my math failed me a little bit there. It was March 4th, 1961, and this is 2022, and I was behind a year. But Wendell Scott drove his, and when I say his first race, I'm not talking about ever because he'd already been a, a big-time winner in um, the local short tracks and everything up around Danville, Virginia, where he's from. But... Uh, but in the Grand National category. And Wendell uh, uh, started the race in a car he bought from Buck Baker. And I've, I've mentioned all this before, and I don't mean to be repetitive, but it is a, it is a big event for a Hall of Fame member. And he um, actually started ninth, which was a darn good qualifying time, and finished 17th um, in Buck's old 60 Chevrolet. He only, uh, he only made it. Uh, 52 laps of 200 and uh, uh, listed going out of the race due to oil pressure but uh, anyway we want to keep that in mind I know one year they had a race a cup race on the exact date I don't remember which year that was but they had a little black circle they put on all the cars 
that had that commemorated in white, Wendell Scott, first start or something like that, March 4th, 1961. So uh, I was just curious curious if they might do that tomorrow. So I guess we'll see. But anyway, um, Greg, were you able to get us a guest this week? Well, yeah, and I think we got us a real good one. Well, I know we got us a real good one, uh, Mr. Bobby Allison. Can't get much better than Bobby Allison. And he's he's something else. I mean, he's one of the greatest race drivers ever held a steering wheel. He run Indy. He could go around any road course with those Dotsons and stuff. He drove Matadors. He drove this. He drove for Junior Johnson. Drove for Mario. One day, Tony five hundred. He drove for he drove for three different people in Spartanburg. Yeah, drove for us, Cotton, and Rossi. And Rossi. So he he's intertwined. The Alabama gang is actually intertwined with the Spartanburg gang. Yep. So, yep, we're gonna have Bobby on at eleven. Bobby's eighty five years old and uh, still sounds good. We've had him on every year, and uh, he's uh, still does personal appearances and look real forward to talking to him every year. And uh, I think you got us a guest there, didn't you, Alan? Uh, yes, I do. I got Tony Adair from Cherokee Speedway. They having a big March Madness race over there this weekend, and uh, talked to him yesterday. He said that uh, you know we talked to him a year before last year, I think it was, and he's driving a water truck. That's and, right. Uh, I've got a text into him now, and uh, waiting on him to text me back. And uh, but if I have to, we're gonna call him up anyway at about ten twenty and see what's going on over at Cherokee Speedway. Like I say, they having a the big super late mall race over tomorrow, but they also having about seven or eight divisions over there today. They got the 602 uh, late malls and three or four other divisions getting ready for tomorrow's big race that pays $10,000 to win. And just got a text back from him said, yes, he'll be good to go at 1020. Well, people like uh, Tony Adair and uh, our local promoters and people are welcome on our show anytime. So uh, you can call in. If you've got something you want to promote racing-wise or ask a question, we, we don't take many phone calls because uh, we don't get many. <laughs> but it yeah. makes me wonder if anybody's listening, but we know they are. A lot of times we get phone calls coming in whenever we have actually got somebody else <laughs> on the other line, and we can't, you know, we really can't cut them off. And, uh, I'm not but, about to tackle that. No. No, I'm not going to. No. But we, uh, it is 864-468-1400 if anybody would like to call in and. We'll uh, we'll talk to you. I, I, I'm especially happy today. Uh, if I can say a personal note, I got my my son Jake is in town. I haven't seen him since last August, and Hannah's on the way from uh, Columbia, and uh, of course my wife's here. So this would be the first time I've had my whole family together since uh, um, I guess sometime before he was deployed in last last August. So. Uh, been pushing about a year and a half or something, hadn't it? Not a year and a half, about eight months, seven months. Well, last last August was uh, was about uh, seven months ago, I think. But uh, anyway, having them all together in one place, one town, is is really uh, a nice thing. And looking forward to spending some time with them today. We had a race last night. Did Raise your hand if you watched it. I don't see any hands going up. Well, they had a truck race last night in Las Vegas that... Uh, I was really hoping that Kyle Busch wouldn't win, and I got my wish, but he had three trucks in the race. He he uh, dominated the field, and at one time there, late in the going, he was he had his trucks running one, two, three. It was the uh, 
Victoria's Voice Foundation 200, which I'm not quite sure what that is, but it was run at um, Las Vegas last night, and the winner was Charlie Smith. Charlie uh, drives for Kyle Busch, and he was in a fender-to-fender, wheel-to-wheel battle with Zane Smith uh, for the win. Zane drives for Bob Jenkins, and I think Zane is the one, uh, I'm pretty sure, he won Daytona. One of those Smiths did. I'm not sure which one it was. I think it was Zane. But anyway, um, Kyle Busch did wind up third. Fourth was Stuart Friesen. Fifth, Ryan Priest. Sixth, Tanner Gray. Seventh was Matt D. Benedetto. Eighth was uh, Matt Crafton. Ninth, Brett Holmes. And tenth, Austin Wayne Self. So uh, they tore up a bunch of trucks and uh, were able to get by without having a green-white checker. So they... Uh, they ran the trucks last night, and the point standings after last night, if I could get uh, over to the next page here, which is not being too cooperative. The truck standings are Charlie Smith is first. Zane Smith is six points back in second. Third is uh, Tanner Gray. Fourth, Ty Majeski. Fifth, Ben Rhodes. Sixth, Stuart Friesen. Seventh, Matt D. Benedetto is tied with Ho- Carson Hosevar. Ninth, Austin Wayne Smith. Uh, self, I'm sorry, and Matt Craft in his tenth. We got the phone ringing. All right. Dare oh, I? Talk. Dare I answer it? Yeah. Let's go ahead and get that phone. All right. Let me see how I do this here. Start your engines. Hey, Joe Delaney, calling. How are you guys doing? Joe Delaney, that rings a bell. Did I see you yesterday at Wade's? You sure did. I didn't see you though. Oh, I, I know. That's I didn't let you. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, buddy? I was just calling to let y'all know that my brother Ryan uh, flew out around I think nine o'clock yesterday morning out to Vegas, so he'll be at the race. And uh, I thought about calling him and see if he wanted to give you guys a report on what's going on this morning, but. I don't know what kind of night you had last night, so I figured it's only 7.14 out there right now. Maybe I better leave him alone. <laughs> well, if you want to get him, we could take him sometime after uh, 11.20. After 11.20, uh, somewhere in there we'll, we'll be done with Bobby Allison, and we'll have uh, about 40 minutes or so to kill to do, you know, wrapping up stuff and talking about what's going on. So if he wants to call in, that'd be great. Sounds great. Well, I'm gonna reach out to him. Uh, I'll pop you a text if he if he's gonna buzz you, and I'll tell him any time after eleven twenty. Yeah, but uh, that's eleven twenty hour time. That would be that, right. Is that they're on Pacific time, right, in Las Vegas? Yeah, they're so that would be uh, what eight twenty. Yeah, eight twenty. Yeah, he ought to be. Uh, he, get, he ought to have his eyes open by then. Oh, he gets up early. He'll be he'll be fine unless he's got something going on at the track. But he told me they weren't heading out there till about 10:30 local time so uh should be able to get him um but anyway if he, if he's going to call I'll pop you a text okay thank you joe talk to you later yeah. see you later okay bye bye and uh yeah Ryan Delaney's Joe's brother and he owns this joint so uh if he wants to come on he can come on had a pretty good race you watched the race last week the cup race yes i did well good that's something we can talk about uh a lot different from qualifying though wasn't it <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was, and uh, uh, I don't think we picked a winner, did we? Yes, we did. Oh, who has Kyle Larson? You know I did. You picked him? Yes, I did. Oh, okay. If y'all going to leave him out there, I'm going to pick him. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how, that's how Lanny won the contest last year, and let me 
I forgot to do Lanny last week. I mentioned his name, but I didn't thank him for uh, everything he does for us, and that's Lanny McKinney, um, Greg's cousin, who is uh, uh, does our Facebook page. He maintains the Budmore Engineering website, and he is just a um, uh, a real backup for us. Uh, I got all the button push, buttons pushed this morning, Lanny, so I won't need to bring the flash drive by you. And um, sorry I missed you last week. I got his name right here in front of me every week, and somehow I neglected to do my usual uh, thanking of him. Don't let that happen to me again, Greg. He's your cousin. you got to look out it. for him. I know. Well, he's really more of a Bud's nephew, but me and him have all been close. But uh, uh, he stayed in shop about as much as I did when, when he was growing up. So he's pretty racing oriented. Good, good, good fine young man. Well, um, yeah, Kyle Larson, uh, the, the race was really dominated by uh, Tyler Reddick. Tyler Reddick. Tyler Reddick and uh, Eric Jones and Richard Petty's car ran real good. And then right there at the end, Austin Dillon was showing yeah. up. So uh, Childress looked like he's showing uh, a little bit of a comeback getting back from last year. I, I, and I think you're right. I, I really do. I, I think they're making they're making some ground in their motors or the chassis or something. Some, something they're doing a little better. Tyler Reddick led more last week than he's led in his career. Which um, I, uh, let me see how many laps he did lead last week. He got caught up in uh, somebody else's problem. And uh, where is he here? He led. Not, he led a. Uh, that's the laps led. Yeah, he led ninety laps. So I mean, it was a. Oh, he led a lot. He led almost half the race. It was a two hundred lap race, so he led ninety of them. And uh, but they got uh, a couple of cars got bouncing off of each other and, and collected him. I believe that was um, Justin Haley might have been one of those, and uh, it might have been the accident that uh, Ross Chastain was in as well. But he had a good race. The, the the track that they're on this week is somewhat similar. It's a, a medium track. And the thing about it, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong, but every race they go to, I mean, with this new car, is a new ball game. I don't think you can go to your little black book and, uh, and check the notes because nothing's the same with the car. Nothing's the same. Tires are not the same. Tires a little bit wider. They yep. inch and a half wider, so uh, wheels are different, and uh, set all the suspension's different on this thing. So, uh, but something showed up at that racetrack at high side, get it up against that wall, and everybody knows Tyler Reddick loves that. He loves getting up there next to that wall, and a couple of times he got into that wall, but them cars showed the resilience that yes. they're supposed to, and come right back off of it. Yeah. I think if everybody, even the drivers, seem to be pleased with the new car. They uh, they had a little difficulty there in qualifying. You had about ten cars that actually spun. Yes, and, yeah. qual- and, yep. and, and not in qualifying, but in the first practice session. But I turned it over to Sunday. I said, "Well, and you know, teams made changes overnight. I think they may have raised them cars up probably by another inch because I think them cars was going off there in the corner and was bottoming out on them." You see the titanium skid plates mm-hmm. up underneath them cars? Yeah. Once it hits them titanium skid plates, you might as well say, I'm a, I'm on ice skates. Yeah. So, uh, them boys, uh, 
you know, your crew chiefs and your crew members on from Saturday night to Sunday worked it out, had a real good race. Yeah, you knew when they were spinning out in practice and qualifying it was going to be a lot of that going on in the race when you get them all out there at one time, and it, it, but, it, it, it didn't disappoint. Yeah. Who was that? Uh, who was the car that caught on fire? That was kind of scary. Was that in the Xfinity race or the Cup race? Huh? You remember one of them blew and... Uh, there was a whole lot of fire. I'll check on that, but I'll check it during the commercial, which we're going to take right now and come back and um, talk to Tony Adair from Cherokee Speedway. So let's get our first break going. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Big selection. All great. Better deals. Come and get it at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway. No payment for 45 or even the first 90 days at Impex Pre-Owned. Come check out the best selection of pre-owned vehicles and test drive your next ride today. Ask about our first-time buyer's program. Hurry on over to Impex Pre-Owned. 8989 Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs. We can get you driving no matter what. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. Jerry, the Beacon opened back in 1946. How many years have we been serving great food at great prices? Hey, Plante! 70 years? How many folks are we still serving every week? Hey, Plante! Well, like you always say, I like my job, but I love my customers. But can you say something other than hey, Plante? Call it! Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John White Boulevard in Spartanburg, where the food is still always good since 1946. Have you been in a car or motorcycle wreck or an accident involving an 18-wheeler? Have you been injured in a workplace accident? If any of these things happen to you, you need to call the Carolina Law Group today. The Carolina Law Group isn't afraid of the big insurance companies, and they will fight for you. Call today to speak with an attorney for a free consultation. In Spartanburg and Greer, call 757-5555. And in Greenville, call 312-4444. The Carolina Law Group attorneys are your local injury lawyers with four convenient locations to serve you in Spartanburg, Greenville, and Greer. Visit them online today at thecarolinalawgroup.com. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like R.J. Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and they'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. 
welcome back to Start Your Engines. And the bad moon is rising over Cherokee Speedway, where they got some big going zone out there this weekend and all summer, really, spring and summer into the fall. We got Tony Adair from Cherokee Speedway. How you doing, Tony? Doing wonderful. How are you today? Doing great. Good to have you on the show. And uh, I'm going to turn it over to Alan and let him run with it. Okay, Tony, I think y'all going to start up y'all's big weekend, which y'all had a big weekend last week with the open wheel modifieds over there. But uh, this weekend, yeah, I think the gates are already open over there, ain't they? The gates open at 10 today and tomorrow, and drivers meet at 1 o'clock each day. Yeah, this is a, a total day race. Uh, I guess it could have been a night race. We know there's going to be 70 today and 76 tomorrow, but this time of year, you never know. You're exactly right. And I see on the schedule today that y'all got the limited late models over there, the 602 late models, open-wheel modifieds, and pure stock and extreme four. We, we sure do. It's uh, taking a good crowd both days. You know, you know, it's a complete show for them today. They'll be through today, and then we'll, of course, bring in the super late models and the 604 late models, the uh, Pro 4, uh, Thunder Bomber, and Street Stock for the Sunday portion of it uh, tomorrow. Have you even uh, got a list of some of the super late mall drivers that are going to be over there tomorrow? Uh, yes, uh, I've seen a I've seen a list. Uh, we know for definite that Jonathan Davenport's had it on his schedule. He, he the Superman will be there, and then we got, of course, the guy that won everything last year, Brandon Overton. He'll be there, and his little brother Cody Overton will be there, along with Chris Madden, and Chris Ferguson, and. Uh, Ross Bales, and uh, you can just go on and on and on. It should be a good field of supers for tomorrow for 10,000 win for the Southern All-Star Super Lake Model. That's some big names there, Tony. Uh, yes, sir, it is. I mean, it's some of the best in the business. You know, last year we was talking to you, you was driving, I think you was driving a water truck, wasn't you? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm still helping with the track prep. I, I actually do the track rentals during, during the week. You know, people, you know, want to you know, come and make laps for four hours and, you know, get their cars dialed in and stuff. And this time of year, it's been pretty hectic. I, You know, uh, my off-season is very little because, you know, we're getting ready for the next year and the schedule and stuff like that. And I had a, probably five or six track rentals from the end of November until a few weekends ago. And then we had go-karts and open practice a couple of weekends ago. We was preparing for that. And then last weekend, we had the big block modified from the Northeast and so it, it was a, a long week and weekend, race weekend, and now we got March Madness, and then we'll take a couple of weekends off and go night race. Yep, I've seen that. Uh, I noticed we talked a little bit last year. Since y'all got this, I think y'all got a new five-year deal over there at Cherokee Speedway? Yes, sir. We we signed on with Lenny Buff for the next five years, which uh, will be, what, now through 2022. Uh, we, we went ahead and signed a new deal, and just trying to get everything rocking and rolling and ready to go. And we got some new dirt coming next weekend. Uh, going to put some more dirt on the track and just trying, trying to keep everything going. I think the track's really going to be good this year. Now, when you import dirt, where do you get the dirt from? We we actually get the dirt next door. This is my <laughs> guy, uh, oh. he's, got a, he's got a vein or a bank full of some of the best red clay you've ever seen in your life. Uh, it's so red, it's almost brown. And, you know, it don't have a lot of, you don't have slate and sand. You know, it, it's hard to find pure red clay, you know, around here. But when you find it, you, you've got something. I noticed uh, 
like you said, your last weekend you had the big block modifieds come down, and uh, you have a list of the like March Madness, all the super late models coming out there, and and a few times y'all bring in the wing sprints. I'm glad to see y'all bringing in different divisions down here at this racetrack. Yeah, we've been we've been working uh, trying to get the UMP modifieds in. Also, uh, you know, we've had had problems getting them scheduled the last couple of years. You know, they have a lot of NASCAR connections with. You know, you David Streamies and, you know, people like that. Uh, what's, what's the eight car? Uh, uh, Strickler. Yeah, yeah Kyle, Kyle Strickler and some of those guys. You know, the big, the big modifieds have got the big engines in them. You know, today we're doing the 602 crate motor uh, oatmeal modifieds. But, yeah, we're trying to get them on the schedule. Uh, we should have sprint cars again for the prelude to the World Outlaw Finals along with Big Blocks and Supers uh, the first Tuesday in November. But, yeah, there's, uh, we're, we're trying to, and we got vintage cars coming toward the end of April. We haven't had them in a couple of years. Uh, they've got a good field of them now that's traveling around and running. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're you know, everybody likes your weekly Saturday night type divisions and shows, you know, and everybody likes that. But they also like something different every now and then. What's the, we're talking to Tony Adair from uh, Cherokee Speedway. <laughs> Tell me a, just a little little bit about the, the vintage cars. Now, that's perked my ears up i like vintage anything vintage yeah, rock and well, roll vintage people <laughs> tell me about the vintage yeah, cars yeah, I mean, it, it, it's basically you know some of your old cars that you used to watch you know race back in the 50s and 60s and stuff like that uh i mean i don't think there's really a a, a timetable on them you know they're just you know like you said they're vintage you know they're older cars with big engines in them and you know uh you know it's just something that people you know, younger people in this generation, you know, haven't never seen, you know, and, and, you know, we seen them back in our day, you know, years ago when I was a kid. Yeah. But, uh, you know, 55 Chevrolets, you know, your relic. You know, uh, that's what like I, I, I want to see that. That really appeals to me. I remember, yeah, actually, I remember one time when about every car out there was a 55 Chevrolet. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, when I was a kid, that's what most people run. That's right. Yeah, uh, April 30th, we will have the vintage cars on the schedule. Uh, we, we talked to the guy, uh, Eric Rogers, is over that series, and uh, they're wanting to come run with us, and everything goes good. I'm sure we'll probably have them a few more times during the year. So it's something different, and, uh, you know, like I say, it's just, uh, uh, you know, those guys race, too. You know, I used to, when you talked about vintage running five years ago, when they first started that division, they just went out there and paraded around and yeah. rode around and stuff like that. But, I mean, those guys actually race, you know, now. I mean, they put on a show. And kind of noticed that uh, y'all have kind of widened out first and second turns, kind of making it like three and four. So, uh, any more different things y'all have done to the racetrack here lately? Yeah, uh, the, the biggest thing is uh, we we definitely been working on turns one and two ever since we've been here you know it, it's a process you know to try to get it you know as close as we can to what we have in three and four three and four is so big i mean it's the same turn it's always been when it was the old half mile and it's such a huge turn uh you know there's so much unused real estate at the top of it but one and two we've got it to where it, it's really wide now too and i learned a little bit of something on the track prep last week uh, i got with brett Dayo that's over the short track super series uh, big block mods and uh, we decided to try something a little bit different like saturday and he wanted me to plow up you know about the top groove and a half and one and two and the top two to three grooves and three and four <coughs> and, and sort of leave it wet 
and you know give them an option to move up when it you know dried out on the bottom half of the track and uh, those guys put on a show last weekend they were running three grooves through the turns and so we're, we're preparing the track the same way this weekend i think when you have higher horsepower stuff when you're talking you know eight nine hundred horsepower type stuff you know when you talk about like the sprint cars you mentioned a while ago you talk about the big block modifieds the ump modifieds and the super late models you have to prepare the racetrack a little bit different than you would on a regular saturday night you need you need it to be softer you need it to be heavier you know and and you know like i say they'll we're talking about red clay a lot of people don't realize this but when you put red pure red clay on a racetrack that's what they make bricks out of so you know the more you run across it with you know heavy equipment or heavy vehicles the more it packs down and the harder it gets and so you have to use a little bit different different terminology you know and, and thought process when you're trying to do a track for heavy horsepower cars and you want to give them something uh you know that they can go to later on you know keep it a little bit wetter on the top half of the track maybe maybe plow it up a little bit give them something to go up there that'll catch them you know that they can scotch off of just a little bit and it really worked good for us last Saturday night, so we're going to try it again this weekend and see if we can't get some multiple grooves. You know, we don't, nobody wants a bottom, bottom feeding right around the bottom of the racetrack type race. You know, you want to give people an opportunity to be able to pass and race and you know stuff and, and you know have a chance to pass. See what what I was fascinated with when we started this show about five years or five years ago was. When um, Alan, or it might even been you, Tony, somebody started talking about using detergent or soap or something on in the in the preparation of the track surface. Do you, do you still do that? Well, no, we, we we don't use anything like that because you know we get our water from the pond down here, you know, back behind the racetrack, and of course, you know, we got fish and wildlife and stuff around that area, so you have to be careful about what you use. You know, you want to use biodegradable type stuff and. There is a few things that we use along with the water that helps the track, you know, it helps it penetrate down into the racetrack. And, you know, and, and like I say, the biggest thing is we, we, tr- we make sure we use stuff that's safe, you know, for the wildlife. But, yeah, there, there's some things you can do that will help that track, you know, hold the moisture and, and take the water down in it. I, I've been dealing with a track prep for about the last year and a half and doing track rentals. And I can do everything but run the motor grader. But, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot more, too the preparation of a dirt track than people realize uh, i always heard cal- calcium uh, was yeah, part of yeah. that, that for dust or something yeah calcium is something that you know we we always used back in the 80s and 90s and when i raced go-karts you know people would put it on the track and it looked white you know the, the track would look completely white what calcium does it, it holds the moisture you know and stuff like that but it's not biodegradable, so you know we we don't we don't use calcium. But you know, like I say, there's a couple of things that we've been we've been using over the last year, the last half of last season. We really had some real good racetrack toward the end of the year, and uh, you know our big races and stuff. The Blue Gray 100. Uh, I mean, Chris Madden won it, uh, and it was a day race, and we reprepped the track and the top half of it before the 100 lap main event. He actually made the 100 laps on all four tires. In other words, the right rear. It was about gone, but he was able to make it without having to pit and get tired. So, you know, we're going in the right direction you, when you can run a 100-lap main event, you know, and not have to pit for a right rear tire. So, Tony, what time do you get started over there today? Okay, the gates are already open. Yeah, I'm standing right here at the gate right now, and uh, the gates are already open. Uh, 10 o'clock, uh, driver's meeting at 1 o'clock. Then we'll go straight into, you know, each division will get a short hot lap session and then we'll go straight into qualifying and heat races 
and then we'll turn right around and we'll run the main events for those five divisions today. And then it'll basically be the same deal tomorrow with five different divisions, uh, 10 o'clock, 1 o'clock, and, you know, the same sort of format tomorrow. And, and you know, our goal will be, you know, to get done by around dark, you know, before it starts getting cooler at night and everything, you know. And it looks like it's going to be a beautiful weekend, 70 today and 76 tomorrow. You couldn't ask for any better weather this time of year. That's right. And, um, and uh, how much does it cost to get in? Okay, today it's uh, 20 in the grandstands and 35 in the pits. And then tomorrow it's... Uh, 30 in the grandstands and 40 in the pits and it is 10,000 to win tomorrow in super late models and big money and all of the other support divisions well that sounds great how many laps will that super late model race be it's typically 60 laps yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I race, years, ago, yep. years ago when lenny first started running this race in the early 2000s uh, it started out being 75 but you know these guys can go run anywhere in the country for 10,000 to win and you know run you know, no more than 50. But we, we, we do keep it around 60. It does make tires factor in just a little bit. You know, it being a day race, you know, going into the maybe right around the dark portion of the evening. And, uh, you know, like I say, it's 60 laps. So it, it will take some tire strategy. Yep. There's no doubt. I mean, you, you're going to have to, you know, you're going to have to figure out what you're going to do, how hard you're going to go on the right rear to be able to make it and stuff like that. So it, it puts a lot of factors into it. Yeah, for our listeners, because these super late mall boys do not have spotters, do not have radios in their cars. So no. the leader does not know that if he's uh, a half a straightaway in front of everybody or if the second place man is right behind him. So uh, he stays he stays wide open about all the time. Oh, yeah. And, and, and another thing, too, Alan, I mean, you know, you may have somebody that, you know, running filter six and, uh, you, you may have a caution 30 or 40 laps into the race, and they may uh, choose to come in and put a new right rear on and go to the rear of the field and, you know, maybe have a chance to get back up and, and be on a fresher right rear, you know, to win the race, you know, on lap 60. That's exactly right. And have seen them sit there and lay back there running about fourth or fifth, knowing that they're going to be a caution flag, and then uh, come the last 10 laps, I've saved my stuff back here, and now I'm coming to the front. So uh, always a good show over at Cherokee Speedway. And like I said, that's uh, one of the premier racetracks around here. So uh, I'd like to thank you for coming on radio with today, Tony, and uh, hope you all have a real good show over there. Absolutely. I hope, I hope uh, you know, anybody listening will come and take a change on us. If you haven't never been here, you've been here before. I mean, I think it'll be a good crowd, and I think you'll definitely get your money's worth this weekend at Cherokee Speedway. Thank you, Tony. We're glad to have you on any time. All right, man, and like we have a big one coming up at the end of March after we take a couple of weekends off. We got the second annual uh, Rock Golf Memorial, uh, paying twenty thousand to win. The uh, Friday and I think it's the twenty fifth and twenty sixth of March. Uh, it should be a good show. Uh, they'll run from you know five or ten to win on uh, Friday night the twenty fifth, and they'll be back for twenty thousand to win on uh, Saturday night the twenty sixth at the end of March. Well, that sounds great, Tony. Appreciate you coming on. Talk to you later. Thank y'all. Y'all have a great day. Okay, you too. That's Tony Adair from Cherokee Speedway, and uh, I'd like to see the the vintage cars. <laughs> I mean, I, a '55 Chevrolet. I can see Preston Humphreys coming around the fairgrounds right now, and uh, oh, yeah. seems like he had a blue number '65. Uh, we've seen a bunch of them over there. I bet. All right, let's take a break. Come back and talk to Deb Williams. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg.
Ricky's Drive-In West and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway are your go-to stops for chili dogs, cheeseburgers, and so much more. Right now, all combos are just $6, and all kids' meals are just $3. And it's easier than ever to take advantage of these deals with their convenient drive-thru. Do you have a big appetite or several mouths to feed? Ask for the drive-thru special. Ten hot dogs, a large fry, and a gallon of tea for just $22.99. Ricky's Drive-In West on Blackstock Road and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway. The drive-thru is open. If you're riding around in your car listening to your game and your car radio sounds like this and you want it to sound like this There's the pass to Leitner Puts it up Then you need to visit Elite Audio on Asheville Highway Elite Audio sells and installs premium audio systems for your vehicle Car stereo speakers, DVD players, navigation systems and so much more So stop riding around listening to busted speakers and subpar audio quality and visit Elite Audio today online at EliteAudioOnline.com Elite Audio, 1504 Asheville Highway You dream it, we build it Visit our website at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM WSPG Spartanburg Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. River Falls Plantation, a Gary Player signature course, is open to the public. Membership opportunities are available, though, including family, corporate, and individual memberships. They offer a discounted membership for seniors over 60 and juniors under 30. But you heard me right. You don't have to be a member to play at the beautiful course at River Falls. Don't have time for a full 18? Why not nine for just $25 every Monday through Friday? Schedule your tee time today by calling 433-9192 or go online to riverfallsgolf.com. Spartan Waste is putting trash in its place in Spartanburg County. Spartan Waste is your locally owned trash collection company keeping your community clean. Do your part by visiting spartan-waste.com to make sure your trash is picked up on time every time. And when we say Spartan Waste is locally owned, we mean the owners, Mark Nelson and Mark Mullen, are on the job every day keeping the Spartanburg community where they work and live clean for their families and yours. Keep it clean with Spartan Waste. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Said no one ever. I love waking up to cold cereal. Nothing satisfies like dry granola. No. Here we say good morning with sizzling sausage. Biscuits baked to perfection. The enticing aroma wafting from your freshly prepared breakfast. So make your morning easy and mix and match a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, or hash browns. Any two for just $2. It's McDonald's easy on the go breakfast. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Combo meal. Single item at regular price. Valid when product served.
And welcome back to Start Your Engines. Deb, I, I started your opening, but it didn't play for some reason. That's two weeks in a row. That's all right. It probably didn't play because it knows I'm not at the racetrack again until Atlanta. <laughs> well, it's got the fake race car noises, though. Or Anyway, I don't know what's wrong with that thing. I had it queued up, and I did it like I was supposed to. But anyway, that was uh, pretty entertaining stuff last week at, at uh, Fontana. I tell you, with, the, with that bumpy back stretch they got and the new car and everything, you could sort of tell it was going to be an exciting race the way they were spinning out and things uh, during practice and qualifying. Yes, it was. And, of course, they did grind those bumps down. They did do that, and they also put rising on or rosin, resin, rising, you know, <laughs> kind of like tomato, tomato. Um, they put that on as well. But, you know, the drivers told NASCAR they wanted a difficult car to drive. They got what they wanted. So it was definitely interesting, and I hope that, you know, there's always things are going to have to work out. Uh, there was a series of of rules that came out this week on different parts and pieces, and it's kind of like we've gone back to when this series first started in 1949 when it was strictly stock, and Bill France Sr. didn't want any modifications on the cars, and then they decided, well, we need to reinforce the axles or we need to reinforce the hubs or, you know, and that's what they're finding out now, and, you know, people have to realize this isn't a video game, and it's testing and it's mechanics, and they're going to have to go learn as they go, and there's going to be changes and updates and everything. So it'll be interesting to see if there's as many issues at Las Vegas this week as there were last week at California, because I know when we had Media Day in Daytona, several of the competitors and team owners and all said that, you know, they thought that we would be through half the season before people really got a handle on it. I, I think that's correct. And uh, as we were talking earlier in the show, uh, I guess everybody's little black book with setups from the past is kind of obsolete now. Oh, it's not kind of obsolete. It's way obsolete. <laughs> it's, it's, I say, Deb, it's real it's obsolete. Good hey, it's good for museums is what it's good for right now, that and stock car collections like the one at Appalachian State University. So there's definitely a, a new record-keeping book or little black book of uh, setups and everything. It's definitely a uh, learn-as-you-go type situation. What I find interesting is that how much quicker the younger drivers seem to adapt to this car than your veteran drivers, which makes me think, you know, they don't have as many old habits to break. And one thing that I'm curious about is with Austin Sendrick's sports car racing background and the way they have that pan underneath those sports cars, if that's why he's adapted so quickly to this car is because it's more like what he's used to driving in sports cars. Well, you, you know, know he's the first drive, he's the first rookie to win to lead the points um, two consecutive weeks. The first rookie to win the to lead the points two consecutive weeks since this series began. Oh, that's very interesting. And uh, yeah, I mean, I thought it was it was great seeing some new faces run up front like Tyler Reddick and. Uh, a real good run for um, Eric Jones. Uh, Daniel Suarez was up there. It was great to see those guys uh, battling for the lead and, and the win. It really was. And, you know, I think 
course, Tyler Reddick's been knocking on Victory Door for more than a year now. And Daniel Suarez has got the consistency that he's been missing throughout his career. You know, he's in his second year with the team, and a team owner who's a former driver, and I think that'll put him in victory lane before the season's end. So it, it was nice to see, you know, as a child uh, who was a, a person who was a Richard Petty fan as a child, it was nice to see the 43 up front again. I think that's always a, a sentimental favorite to longtime NASCAR fans or yep. stock car fans. And don't, you know, don't put Tyler uh, Dillon, Ty Dillon and Austin Dillon to the side either. It, uh, it'll be interesting to see how they move along, particularly Ty since he's a teammate to Eric Jones. I tell you, speaking of Suarez, anybody that's got Tootsie's Lounge in-car cameras got to be okay with me. Anybody that's got what? I'm sorry. The Tootsie's Lounge. The, oh. the Tootsie's Lounge in in uh, in car camera. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, one thing I, I was thinking that. about earlier mm-hmm. was, uh, you know, we, we've talked about really the cars are so much closer to stock compared to street cars now, which we done been through that. But uh, now, now all we need is Norris Friel to come in there and ruffle everything up and get everybody mad and. Uh, and everything, we'd, we'd almost be back there. <laughs> almost. <laughs> yeah. Of course, you know what they say about almost. Uh, yeah. yeah. But I, and I know uh-huh. you remember those days. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. But we yeah, need some uh, good race. Uh, I, I, I really do. I've been really pleased with a lot of stuff. I, I, I got a little concerned. I had a friend of mine call and said, you're watching qualifying. I said, well, just get ready to turn it. He said, well, the first three or four done wrecked trying to qualify. This is a final deal. So this is for the top ten or whatever. They were spending them out. But I think a lot of it had well, the, the bottom and out or something. I mean. Yeah, but you know as well as I do that right now they haven't decided or determined what the edge is of this car. And let's face it, a driver's not doing his or her job unless they're pushing the car to the edge. And they're, what they're doing, they're pushing it to the edge and they're learning what that edge is. And when they reach that edge, you know, oh, yeah, that's where it is. Okay, I can't go in the, that corner that deep or that fast or that hard or, or whatever. And once they learn it, then they don't spin it again they know where the edge is but they've got to learn where that edge is with that new car and where it is at each track and yeah. you got to remember too they hadn't ran, uh they haven't run a race at california that was the first time they'd run a race at california since 2020 and they hadn't even tested the new car there they hadn't had a big t- uh major test of the new car there so there were a lot of factors that i think people have to take into consideration not just one when you're looking at that race it was great. I mean, all the races were great. Granted, I didn't think they were ever going to get that Xfinity. Oh, really? Race, we haven't even talked about that yet. It did go on forever. <laughs> and uh, well, let, let, I tell you what, um, Alan won our pool last week. He had Kyle Larson. So uh, let's get that out of the way. Go ahead. You're getting to pick first every week, Deb. So do it again. As long as yeah, you don't. I don't know. I'm not used to well, being a W. I'm not used to that. Yeah. Well, um, as, as long as you don't pick the winner first every week, uh, we'll let you keep doing it. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going with Kyle Larson this week. Well, Alan's laughing because uh, that's what he said this morning. He said, if it's ever open again, that's who I'm going to take. 
I'll uh, <laughs> I'll take Chase Elliott. I'll stick with him. Uh, Greg, uh, I went with Rhino last week. I'm gonna go with him this week. Okay. I would pull for the brothers and some other people like that, but Logano's uh, always up there pretty good. So you can, I can't have Kyle. I'll take. We, you can have. Oh, you mean Kyle Larson? Yeah. Oh, I, well, no, I can't have him. No, you can't. But there's some other cows you could have. <laughs> well, well, yeah. I'm going with other cow. I'm going to go with Kyle Bush. All right, Kyle Bush. And I guess Jada's going to take her usual number 11. 11. Uh, Ronnie, if you're listening, I'm sure you are. Text me and you too, Lanny. And, um, Okay, so, uh, yeah, Las Vegas is a, a no black book and trying to find where that edge is. You know, they'll, they'll be um, going at it today with the Xfinity race. I think that's about uh, 5.30 this afternoon. And the um, cup tomorrow afternoon, at, uh, I believe it's around 3 o'clock. So, uh, uh, Deb. Oh, let's, sorry, let's pardon me? I can tell you. No, I was going to tell you the exact times because. They've got uh, qualifying today for the Cup Series. The Xfinity race actually starts at 4.30 today on FS1, and the Cup race is at 3.30 on Sunday. Okay. Uh, any uh, – oh, go ahead. I actually seen where they had 41 cars try to qualify for 38 spots there, so it's good to see that that's uh, a good field of cars there. Well, we were talking about racing, and seems like in all the divisions, uh, IndyCar's got – they usually start 24. They let them start 26 last week, and uh, all the divisions seem to be very healthy. Also, in the Xfinity deal, I seen where they no more pit crews from the Winston. I mean, uh, the the Cup cars can come Cup down series. and pit them boys. So uh, huh. made a lot of good uh, pit stops. Well, you know, there's not really any advantage to doing it because the wheels are different. You got five lugs in the Xfinity series. You got one lug in the Cup series. So it's. Um, you know, I think it would probably create more problems, and it certainly doesn't give a, a pit crew a chance to stay in shape or practice for Sunday, you know. And they may think that that's maybe why the, the loose wheels are occurring. But I saw where Jeremy Clements qualified 12th yep. for today's Xfinity race. So that's good with A.J. Allmendinger on the pole. Yeah, he had some bad luck. uh, uh Last week, California. I, yeah, and had a not. Well, I mean, he still moved up a lot in the standings, but he uh, it wasn't all that stellar a finish. He 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 would start good and then seem to fade. But uh, let me ask you a question. I meant to ask you before this. With this new mm-hmm. car in Cup, uh, did that put a lot of uh, people out of work? I mean, like fabricators, or did they find something else for them to do, or how, how did know, that go down? We- you know, we thought it would put a lot of people on the unemployment line, but what teams did since they knew so far ahead of time, some teams shifted them into other jobs, uh, maybe not racing. Um, know that um, Hendrick has gone into GM's defense side business, and they moved some of their people over there. Some of the people got jobs with the companies that are producing the parts for this next-gen car and some people found jobs out of this uh, or jobs out of the racing industry so it doesn't seem like there was the mass unemployment that we thought that it, there was going to be and that's good yeah that is good and i meant to ask you that probably back during daytona week but uh 
I didn't. I just thought of it here a few minutes ago. You know, one thing I want to bring up, it's kind of off a NASCAR, but it's still relevant to racing. You've got about uh, two minutes. Okay, this is in regards to Ukraine. I just got a news uh, item in that Haas Formula One auto racing team has terminated its contract with its Russian driver and its title sponsor because of Ukraine. I saw that they had changed the car. They weren't going to use because their car colors were like the the uh, Russian flag, which is red, white, and blue. But they uh, they said they were going to go with all white cars. Well, they've gotten rid of their Russian driver now and the uh, title sponsor. Um, the ammunition company that Richard Childress serves on the board of directors has shipped a million rounds of ammo to Ukraine, and um, the um, and Rick Hendrick has given several hundred thousand dollars to the Samaritan's Purse that's flying the hospital into Ukraine. Okay. Well, I, that, and I, I believe I heard yesterday where Formula One um, canceled the, the Russian Grand Prix altogether. I'm sure they did because it says that uh, with Haas Formula One uh, uh, releasing its driver and uh, ending its title sponsorship there is now no russian driver in formula one this year well there's no american driver either i don't believe but i think uh i think michael andretti's trying to take care of that as soon as possible he's he's been chomping at the bit to buy a team or start a team and uh, he may get a this may be easier for him to do it now never know it's, it's like we always say in racing never say never yeah well deb Thank you for coming on. Anything you got a another minute if you need it. <laughs> <laughs> tell us where we can read. Well, your, tell us where we where we can read your 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 uh, your works. At racingtoday.com. and if anybody missed the unfiltered version of my interview with Dave Moody, you can go back and listen to that on Sirius XM Channel Ninety NASCAR Radio. Um, that was on the the twenty fourth of February. And that just gives you a little background my, of me and how I got into racing and why I wanted to be a motorsports rider. So that's what that covers. But um, well, we're we're real glad you did, Deb, and uh, uh, we appreciate you coming on. And uh, I'll uh, be talking to you next week. I know. I think you said Atlanta would be the next one you attended, right? That's correct. Yeah, they wind up the West Coast Swing next week in Phoenix. Okay. Well, Deb, thank you. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. We love you, and uh, you're the best. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. All right. Thank you. That's Deb Williams, who uh, is what? Smartest racing lady I know. Uh, me, me too. And uh, I don't know why her opening's not, because I, I did it right. I did it just like I used to do it. And, uh, yeah, it, it, it started it, out kind of like it, I thought it was going to run. Well, so, it didn't. But it didn't. <laughs> For the second no, week Deb, in a row. Deb is something else. Yeah, she, she is. And uh, she's, we she's, really appreciate her contributing to our show because she's a busy lady. And uh, at, the, at the top of, top of the rung of motorsports reporters. But uh, The home for bump and run with Tyler Sugart. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM. WSBG Spartanburg. We are. Here's what you need to know. We begin with a developing story that's notable given the situation in the world right now. American women's basketball star Brittany Griner has been taken into custody in Russia after hashish oil was allegedly found in her luggage at a Moscow airport. 
Griner, who's a two-time Olympic gold medalist and a seven-time WNBA All-Star, plays professionally in Russia during the WNBA offseason. Ian Rappaport of NFL Media reports that Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers is truly torn on where he wants to play in 2022 and that he is going back and forth on what he wants. Adam Schefter and Seth Wickersham reported that the 49ers are hiring Monday Night Football analyst Brian Greasy as their new quarterback's coach. NBA Friday night, the Suns' Cam Johnson banked him the game-winning three at the buzzer to give Phoenix a 115-114 win over the Knicks. I'm Isaac Lowen. A few years back when we were ready to reopen the station, the water pipes burst, putting thousands of dollars of equipment in danger. That was one stressful evening, but one phone call to Thomas McGuire and PuroClean, the paramedics of property damage, and our stress disappeared. PuroClean rolled in, took charge, and rescued the station from severe water damage. Since then, I've used PuroClean at my house. You should do the same. Whether you're faced with fire and smoke damage, a flooding basement, or need carpet or upholstery cleaning, do what I do. And that's called 285-3530 for PuroClean. Hey, this is Ryan Cleary. Join Anthony Greer, Alex Smith, and myself weekday afternoons for Open Mic, Spartanburg's longest-running radio show. Whether it's high school athletics, Carolina or Clemson, USC Upstate, the Braves, we've got opinions and we want to hear from you. Open Mic, 3 until 6 p.m. on Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, and of course the Fox Sports 1400 app. At Janney, your goals are our priority. When you work with Janney, it's about going beyond investing. It's about connecting your life and finances. When it comes to managing your wealth, you probably have plenty of questions and more than a little uncertainty. What you need is a plan built to connect your goals to your wealth. Financial advisor Trent Lancaster is here for you. Trent can build a tailored financial plan and make recommendations that are aligned with your best interests based on your unique needs, goals, and preferences. Conveniently located in the Spartanburg office, Trent can discuss how he can help you connect your life and finances. Contact him by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jenny Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. Have you been in a car or motorcycle wreck or an accident involving an 18-wheeler? Have you been injured in a workplace accident? If any of these things happen to you, you need to call the Carolina Law Group today. The Carolina Law Group isn't afraid of the big insurance companies, and they will fight for you. Call today to speak with an attorney for a free consultation. In Spartanburg and Greer, call 757-5555, and in Greenville, call 312-4444. The Carolina Law Group attorneys are your local injury lawyers with four convenient locations to serve you in Spartanburg, Greenville, and Greer. Visit them online today at thecarolinalawgroup.com. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. Jerry, the Beacon opened back in 1946. How many years have we been serving great food at great prices? Hey, Plante! 70 years? How many folks are we still serving every week? Hey, Plante! Well, like you always say, I like my job, but I love my customers. But can you say something other than hey, Plante? Call it! Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John White Boulevard in Spartanburg, where the food is still always good since 1946. The Hub City Farmers Market is back. They will be open from 11 to 2 on March 19th for their final winter market, and then they'll be open every Saturday from 8 to noon beginning April 2nd. The Hub City Farmers Market features the freshest local produce, meat and dairy products, as well as artisan crafts and bath and body products from local vendors. Every Saturday will feature live music as well as activities for the kids. Remember to shop local with the Hub City Farmers Market, presented by Spartanburg Regional, located at 498 Howard Street. Open every Saturday beginning April 2nd. 
Live from the Fox Sports 1498 3FM studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your engines. <laughs> Impex Pre-Owned presents Start Your Engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and ImpexPreOwned.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motor sports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now... Here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Harry Allen Wood. And welcome back to the second hour of Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. And I tell you what, this is one of my favorite interviews of the whole year, the great Bobby Allison. Thank you for coming on, Bobby. Or you bet. Nice to be on, Perry. Well, thank you so much. And, uh, um, I'm, I'm glad you and Greg keep up this uh, good relationship so we can get you every year. <laughs> I'm yeah. Glad, I'm glad we can keep Boy, it up, too. He's a really easy guy to keep up a good relationship with. Well, we've seen you come to Spartanburg and bring uh, and, and come with your cars, and uh, uh, I know you've had a great relationship with Spartanburg, and that's one thing we like to promote around here is our city. And uh, You drove for three different car drivers here, Bud Moore, Cotton Owens, and Mario Rossi. Yes. Yeah, I was uh, willing to drive anything that had wheels on it. And, uh, got some really good rides there, especially with the Budmore car, Budmore team. But I do, I mean, we really do think a lot of that. and it, 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 yeah. It's really a, an amazing story in the whole concept of it, but it turned out to be just a great relationship with, with, yeah. with the Allisons. You know, it's kind of like a family affair, really. And uh, yeah. we 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 whooped a lot of people. I think think they're going to get whooped. And we uh, we put a we put a pretty good hurt on there for about three years, didn't we, Bobby? Yeah, sure did. Bobby, what yeah. do you think about this new car? I mean, we it's it's a new ball game every week because they've never taken it to the different tracks. And we've we've already established this morning that the the little black book of uh, of setups and everything is uh, like Deb Williams just said. It's way obsolete. <laughs> What, what do you what do you think about the new car? Yeah, it's, it's uh, definitely a whole different pile of stuff to to do to, to get something to draw draw around the racetrack. And uh, the car is uh, you know it's a, kind of a nice looking car, uh, but it's really it's a totally individual. You know, they wanted all things to be exactly the same, and so the the uh, the car is identified by the decal on it rather than by the, the actual look of the car. Uh, but uh, the races I've seen so far, they've been pretty exciting, and racing has been pretty good. And, uh, it's uh, put several of those guys to, really to, to a lot of work, but they're out there doing it. Yeah, Bobby, they, uh, I know over the years with the, you know, with the Indy cars and stuff, with the carbon fiber and the fiberglass and stuff, but uh, I think Perry Allen wanted to notice one of the drivers, and 
bush race that he got going real good. The bush race, I mean, it's fancy race, running a real high line, and I got thinking about it. Uh, wouldn't probably have as many flats on the running high at Darlington in three and four like we always used to do. Maybe it was just carbon fiber, so maybe maybe that stuff. Uh, maybe maybe there's is some advantage to it. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, the, the uh, carbon fiber has got to be an asset. Uh, you know, the, the thing is a strong uh, component uh, without a whole lot of weight. And uh, naturally that uh, will add to the competitiveness of the car and uh, to the, the speed of the car. You know, the lighter you get them, the faster they go. And, and the lighter you can get the uh, the total weight of the car, the more you can move the weight around to where you might want. So, uh, certainly can be an asset. Yeah, Bobby. One thing we noticed, and we really got a good look at it. I think at Daytona or, or one of those crashes where one of them uh, got turned over, and we see the smooth underside. First thing popped in my head. I said, "Well." I guess that's a pretty good deal, but if I'm not mistaken, didn't Richard Petty take a bunch of Bondo one time and smooth the underside? I mean, not to the extent of what the pan they got under them now, but uh, that is something they have tried before. But I just wonder uh, that has to increase the downforce or something. But we can't see yeah. a lot of sparks flying out of some of them, like, like you know, the ground clearance is really close. Yeah, well, uh, you know, it takes a little metal to, to get the sparks, and uh, the, uh, the, there's got to be a little bit of mixture of metal in there, because uh, you see the sparks fly when those guys go in the corner, and especially when you get, uh, really, really drive in there hard and slide up a little bit, the sparks come out from the car. And uh, it shows that they got little something going on there, but uh, the, the carbon fiber is strong enough to, that they get some benefit by the cars being able to take a, a beating and, and still not fly apart like we've seen some of the regular metal stuff do. And uh, it's, it's all some of that new stuff, and everybody... This will kind of look around and see if they find a little something that give them an advantage. You know, that's the name of the deal with National Racing. You hunt for that advantage. Well, Bobby, this is Alan Hill. I got a brother, Mike Hill. He uh, worked for Cecil Gordon back a long time ago, and then he went to work for Junior Johnson. But uh, he said y'all was up at Michigan, and you had to go run a late model race at Fort Wayne. And uh, he said that you invited him to go, and he said, how are we going? He said, Get my plane. Y'all took off on the back straightaway at uh, Michigan. Yeah, yeah, we did that. <laughs> <laughs> we, he, uh, he said you looked over and uh, said, "Just hold on." Yeah, I landed a few tracks along the way. Um, in fact, you know, I took delivery of my uh, nineteen eighty-eight. Uh, let's see, eighty-four uh, Air Star. And I landed that on the back three right at Daytona, and then we hit the, the airplane over there, and then I won the qualifying race on that next Thursday, 
and I took delivery of that airplane after in the travel of uh, the Daytona Speedway. Not many people have got to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, was, he said he just worried about where y'all was going to land at that late model race because a lot of dirt tracks don't have a long back straightaway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, we, we found places to stick that airplane in and out. You know, I really love that little star. And of course, to put turbine engines on it, and when we put the turbine engines on, we had reversers. And uh, and so we could go to a really short place, and, and that thing would blow right up with the reverse props. And, uh, I thought that was pretty good. You made a lot of uh, innovations on airplanes. I mean, you I know I, I have read in the past about how you, you – uh, I guess you changed the engines on that on the plane, and uh, but you didn't. You were really involved in aviation there, and uh, and and came up with a lot of innovations, didn't you? Well, I really did. I really enjoyed the airplane. I enjoyed the flying, but I also enjoyed the experiment with the plane to make it better. You know, we're out there in a, with with the racing activity, and everything you do with a race car is to, to get some more speed, and so. I, that that uh, attitude kind of builds in your system there, and so I fly around the airplane and think about, well, what can I do to make that thing a little bit faster today? Yep, one thing about it, uh, Bobby, that, that that King Air you had all the time, uh, you did work on performance on it a bunch, and I was lucky enough, me and, me and Bud, to, to ride on it there a couple of years martinville and some places like that before we had access to a plane that's a sharp airplane it's got a pressurized cabin it's wicked fast but also bobby would come over the racetrack and he'd do an aileron roll and he would hit it perfect and, and i've even seen it do it one way then do it the other way i mean this perfect bobby's a, not only a good race driver but he's a hell of a good pilot well, the, part of that deal was uh, every once in a while I got a, a, a suggestion that maybe NASCAR would put a, a counter in there just to keep track of me. And so <laughs> uh, I went ahead and rolled one way and then I unwinded so the counter would be back at zero. Bobby, we had a gentleman on the show last week. We, we did a uh, our annual Black History Month show, and usually with a lot of members of the Wendell Scott family and everything. Uh, and his name was Reggie Primus, and he was in the NASCAR diversity program. And he said that, and he still races the short tracks in North Carolina and Tennessee. And he said that what got him started in racing was you had your show car. I think he he was from Hartsville, and him and his mom went to the grocery store and saw your. Uh, he think he thinks it was the Matador because he was a little boy that uh, yeah. that was at a grocery store or something and and y'all let him sit in it and uh, that made such an impression on him he's still racing. All right, that sounds good to me. And uh, he, sure. he's uh, he's probably listening right now. His name's Reggie Primus. But uh, while I'm on this oh. subject, do you have a Wendell Scott story you could share with us? Since uh, we do, you know, yesterday was the 61st anniversary of his first. Uh, Grand National Start, which was here at the fairgrounds in Spartanburg, and uh, uh-huh. I, I hate to catch you off guard, but do you have a, a quick Wendell Scott story you could share with us? Well, uh, Wendell was a, a 
everyday competitor. I mean, every day he showed up. Uh, his family was with him. Um, his boys were uh, part of the picture and all. But also his girls were there, too. You know, they kept track of the, the records and stuff for, for the team and and uh, fed the guys and did all the things that the girls did. And, and uh, they, they were really a, a really special group. Uh, I was very, very friendly with several of them. And, uh, you know, I admired the way that they, they worked together and, and supported that family operation. Uh, you know, we had a little bit of that in our own family. You know, we had, uh, had nine brothers and sisters and my mom and dad, uh, they were really big supporters of our race team too for me and Donnie. And, uh, yeah, so, it really, really was a good feeling to to be able to admire a family involved with the the activity that we were so fond of. Yeah, and they were, uh, you know, a, a lot of people. Uh, they were they were basically this part of the, the rest of the Grand National traveling family, like we always yeah. went from track to track, and uh, I know nobody ever hesitated to help them. And uh, the whole thing, but uh, Wendell was a pretty good driver, Bobby. I remember one time they put him in. Uh, it was supposed to be in a Junior Johnson car, but it was it was a lot better. wasn't like the big chance, but they did have him in a pretty good car. And, better than what he had. Yeah, better than what he had. But he did he did run tenth or eleventh and, and run up there real good in motor blood. But uh, yeah, he, uh-huh. he, he could he could he could hold the steering wheel pretty good. Yeah, Bobby, you uh, um, remember the Hall of Fame, like four Daytona 500 wins, all your accomplishments. Uh, you still a lot of demands on your time, or you are you still doing? Uh, uh, I know you came to Applebee's about two years ago with with one of your with one of the Bud's Thunderbirds, but uh, um, are you doing a lot of public appearances, or, or is there a lot of demand on your time these days? Well, I do some, uh, you know, it comes and goes. You know, some, some days, uh, we get really busy and some days we're, uh, kind of taking it easy. But, but I do several appearances and, and, uh, I travel around doing appearances and, uh, shopping centers and schools and, uh, businesses are, uh, associated with the, the racing activities and uh, do still do a, a fair amount of that uh, and enjoy it. You know, people come and visit, and tell stories, and uh, we just uh, do a lot of that bench racing and have a good time. Well, I know you. Uh, I just told a story of how you inspired one young man, and uh, just keep doing it because I. Uh, you are, you are inspirational, your story, your history, your accomplishments, and you're still out there doing it. And uh, um, I, I know my daughter, Hannah, you're her favorite race driver. And I said, Hannah, he hasn't raced in uh, about 30-something years. And she said, I don't care. He's still my favorite race driver. Yeah. And and I get some real nice compliments like that along the way, too. Uh, it makes you feel really, really good when somebody, uh, it's just, Watched your way back in the good old days, or or maybe studied the history of racing, and uh, 
have the admiration to come up there and, and give us a compliment and talk about the good days. Well, we are honored to have you on our show and appreciate Greg so much getting you for us. And uh, um, thanks again. I, I, you're, uh, you're the best. I appreciate you coming on. Well, I've, I've enjoyed it, and you guys keep up the good work, and we'll talk again whenever. Okay. Thank you. Thank All you very much. Yep. You bet. Thank you, Bobby. Take care. Bye-bye. Right. Bye. Oh, boy, Greg, I, I tell you, you get him going, and uh, uh, it, it, it's just uh, I, it's hard to sign off. I wanted him to keep going. <laughs> yeah, but I, I just get goose pimples thinking about the stuff you know, you know mainly what he done in our car but really what he done in a lot of people's car but uh he could drive and, anything and, and and any type of track I, I think i told a story one year where i was back in my truck driving days when i delivered salad bars back in the late 70s uh i was somewhere like in el paso or something at a truck stop having breakfast and here he comes towing by with a he had a red uh it was an American Motors car. It, it, it wasn't a. It might have been a Javelin, whatever it was. Hornet. It was an American Motors Hornet. Yeah, he he campaigned the Hornet. Yep, all up through North. Well, this was out. In, I mean, I was in the middle of nowhere, and you know, outside of El Paso, Texas, yeah. where it's flat and desert and tarantulas and all sorts of stuff. And but there goes Bobby Allison going somewhere. Yeah, he had he. Bobby, just like Jimmy Spencer, got a lot of racing in him. And it's like if there was a place he could go race. Uh, an affinity car or, or some kind of good piece of equipment. He'd get on that airplane, carry a couple of crew guys with him or whatever done, and he'd go over some of those weird places and, and win the race. Well, it or, bit him in the butt a couple of times, too. He had a yeah. bad wreck in Elko, Minnesota one Minnesota, time. Minnesota, yeah, that, that, that was one thing. But he had that Hornet going real good. All right, um, just great. Thank you. Thank you, Greg, for getting Bobby on the show. He's, oh, uh, he's, a, he's 85 years old. I mean, you know, you got to give him a lot of credit for, for doing what he d- still does. And yeah. Sounds like we might be able to get him at Applebee's again. <laughs> Don't put <laughs> – let him rest a little bit. All right. No, I'd be great to see him. He came in there with a race car and a stack of books, and uh, that was two years ago. That was fantastic. But anyway, all right, let's take a break. We'll come back and uh, see if Alan's got anything to talk about locally. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Big selection. All great. Better deals. Come and get it at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway. No payment for 45 or even the first 90 days at Impex Pre-Owned. Come check out the best selection of pre-owned vehicles and test drive your next ride today. Ask about our first-time buyers program. Hurry on over to Impex Pre-Owned. 8989 Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs. We can get you driving no matter what. 
You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like RJ Rockers, crowd pleasing Budweiser brands, and world famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. There's something special happening year-round in the city of Spartanburg, including a variety of seasonal events and festivals. Downtown Spartanburg offers several great options for retail shopping, as well as a great selection of restaurants and bars where you can have the fish and chips at Delaney's Irish Pub, you can try something off the new menu at RJ Rockers, or even catch a game with friends at Main Street Pub. If you're looking for something family-friendly, check out the Music Trail or the Sparkle City Mini Putt, which is always free to play. For more information on upcoming events, check out the city's Facebook page. The City of Spartanburg, always doing. Spartan Waste is putting trash in its place in Spartanburg County. Spartan Waste is your locally owned trash collection company, keeping your community clean. Do your part by visiting Spartan-Waste.com to make sure your trash is picked up on time every time. And when we say Spartan Waste is locally owned, we mean the owners, Mark Nelson and Mark Mullen, are on the job every day, keeping the Spartanburg community where they work and live clean for their families and yours. Keep it clean with Spartan Waste. Make Phillips and Law and Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and we'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Law and Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. And welcome back to Start Your Engines. And uh, start me up there, AJ. We got a couple of guests that just walked into the studio, and everybody got up and ran out the door so they could sit down. Ernie Smith, how you doing, buddy? We're doing good. How you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for stopping by. And your son? My son, Elijah, son, crew member, part-time crew chief. <laughs> pull, pull the mic up to you. Just yank it on over there. There you go. How y'all doing, everyone? We're doing great. So where are you heading? I don't. I don't. I know you said Lowe's or Walmart or something, yeah, but that's we, not what I mean. We are getting ready to start our season next Saturday down in Silver Dollar Dragway, in Reynolds, Georgia. Okay, and uh, tell everybody if they're not familiar. I know we've had you on the show a lot, but uh, what series do you run in, and what do you run in the series? We run a 1967 Chevy two in the Southeast Gassers Association. You know, uh, heads up, first of the finish line, old school drag racing, the way it's supposed to be done. Yeah, with a lot of rules to keep it that way. A lot of rules to keep it that way. Everything's weight to cubic inch. You know, uh, our rules are based pretty close to the 1967 NHRA rule book. You know, no automatic transmissions. Everything has to be a four-speed. Uh, 
weight the cubic inch. Uh, we even have rules on what wheels you can run, what type wheelie bars, no type of electronics, no kind of air shifters. No, you know, none of that. Just you, uh, a handle and a clutch. Well, Let's you, see who can go racing. You even have rules about, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> maybe I'm wrong about this, about the, how you get it there, like with your trailer and everything. You can't have a big fancy rig or... or now, They've kind of relaxed that. Have they? Our series has got so large. And I mean, you know, we travel all the way up in Indiana and Ohio, down to Florida and all over. So, you know, they've a lot of guys still pull with the open trailers. I prefer pulling with the open trailer just for the exposure to the car. But yeah, for the simple fact, security of it when you're on the road and everything, pretty much everybody's went to the enclosed trailers now. I had to go someplace last year. I think it was uh, down to Carolina to see my daughter for some, some weekend. And uh, they were doing. We were doing the show from Impex Motors, and you would bring your car to the show. I wasn't at, but uh, yeah, you brought yeah. your car up there, and that was very nice of you. Yeah, I brought it up there. Uh, you know, the guy that owns Impact, he he was pretty stout his day on on dirt. Oh, car is that wheel. right? He could get it done in a dirt car back in the day. Yeah. Well, um, I tell you, we uh, uh, like to support your series. I, Greg and I have been saying we're going to go. We never have yet, but we're going to. When will you be in Shelby? In April 17th, Elijah, 16th, 17th, whichever that Saturday that is. That, uh, Let's just check April. and see. That would be uh, Saturday's the 16th. The Saturday, the 6th, April 16th, we'll be at Shadyside Dragway up in Shelby, North Carolina. It's 10 minutes above Gaffney. They're in Boyle Springs, yeah. North Carolina, right off of uh, 110 or 105, I'm sorry. Uh Great racing facility. A lot of history. Track was opened up back in the early 50s. I mean, just a great place to come watch a drag race. Well, that's what I, I'm going to pencil it in. That it means was, I can erase it, but I'm not, I won't write it in ink yet, but I, I'd love to come up there and have, see you. You'll have time to do the show and get up there. Qualifying will start at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Oh. That's Saturday afternoon. Plenty of time. Plenty yeah, of time. Two rounds of qualifying, then we go racing. There'll be probably 100 cars there. Okay. That sounds great. Well, thank y'all boys for stopping by, and uh, I got to do the rest of the show. Well, Elijah, nice to meet you, and uh, uh, best of luck to you. Like I said, we were just planning to stop by and say hello. I appreciate you taking the time to have us on. Have a good day. Well, we'll let you have, give you some air time anytime we can. All right, we'll see you. Thank you, Ernie. Thank you, Elijah. Thank you. All right, you're welcome. And uh, let's uh, see if we can get them other two boys back in here. Um, I was just getting ready to do Thank you, Ernie. Appreciate it. I think... Uh, I think I was going to get Alan to do some local stuff. I don't know if he's still got anything or not. <laughs> he's uh, he's dashing to the chair to sit down. Okay, Alan, you got something? Well, I got a little bit of results from last week. All right, uh, let us have it. All right, we're going to start off. Let's start off back in here. with uh, We had, the, like I said, the open-wheel modifieds over at Cherokee Speedway. In the 602 open-wheel modified, we had first place went to Logan Watt. The second place went to Peyton Talbot. And third place went to Doug Klein. In the M MP Modifieds, that's pretty much the big boys. Uh, first place went to Ryan Godown. Second went to Larry Wright. And third went to Billy Potts Jr. Some names that I have not really called out before. That's some new ones. And at Pitt Harris Speedway, I got the results just from the 150, 150 lap enduro race that paid a thousand dollars win first place went to alex vance second went to shannon barnhill and third went to drew banks uh did not get no results from the 15 lap flagpole race. i wanted to I, hear about the flagpole race i mean, don't know 
don't know if the flagpole made it through the whole race or not, but uh, I had not heard no results from that. Also, our other racetrack around here, which is Travers Rest Speedway, they're going to open up their season on March the 11th and 12th. That'd be next weekend. Uh, opening that, well, uh, March the 11th, they got open practice from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Everybody knows over at Travers Rest Speedway, they got a curfew over there, so they have to get it done in a hurry. And on the 12th of uh, March, the next night, they start racing. Gates will open at 3.30. Uh, driver's meeting will be at 6 p.m. and hot laps at 6.30. So they have to start just a little bit earlier over at Travers Rest Speedway trying to get everything in before the 11 o'clock curfew. But uh, we also know we're going to get daylight saving times next weekend. So ah. if we could... If it could be just a little bit later, they could get back. They could give them another hour. Yeah, <laughs> hour of racing. Did I understand? Uh, and I meant I didn't want to interrupt Tony Adair from Cherokee Speedway that we had on earlier. Did he say tomorrow they practice at ten o'clock in the morning? No, the gates will open at ten o'clock. They will not crank a motor up till after one p.m. I figured they had to let the church. Well, there's a church. This I bet you it's not probably 300 yards down the road yeah. so uh i show a lot of respect uh on sunday for uh people that's in church and stuff like that that they will not crank them cars up if uh you know the big tractor and trailers they will start coming in there yeah some of them will actually start coming in there i think this evening so they will have a guy probably there all night that's uh gonna be letting these guys come in and park these big trucks didn't get into it, but I noticed last time I was there that they was doing a lot of improvements out there in the pit area. Everybody talked about, oh, we're going to move the racetrack back and stuff, but they can't really do it. Not these rigs these boys got nowadays. Uh, they got to have a lot of parking for all these boys to come in here and be able to park in big, big rigs that they've got now because uh, the super late mile boys, they travel all the yeah. time, and a lot of them have to sleep in them vehicles. And this is big money. Oh, it's big money. Uh Matter of fact, I talked to a guy this morning. He said uh, Brandon Overton done won ten thousand dollars. He raced last night, so uh, he raced last night at a place. They're gonna go tonight. They'll race somewhere else tonight. Then they'll come in and race Gaffney on Sunday afternoon. So they average in racing for almost anywhere from thirty to fifty thousand dollars every weekend. Wow! Even though it's uh, two or three shows. Yeah. Greg, anybody else in the lobby you want to get on the air? Well, no, not Talk right. into the microphone if you don't mind. Well, okay. No, anyway, uh, you know, I have the, the show and everybody, we help uh, the co-sponsor on, on Ernie Smith's uh, uh, B-modified gasser. And uh, they say that runs real, real well. And that is a very popular series. And, you know, he did fill in for us and helped us out good up at Epic. Impacts. It, it, yeah, it, impact. Impacts. I impact. I'm gonna write it for you. I said it wrong every time. It's a great never place. Said it I know right. people, and they got great deals on cars. You need to go up there and get one if you need one. But I, I have a little trouble pronouncing that. But uh, they, yeah, they got a great place. But but Ernie, uh, he's he's a local guy here that, that has really done good uh, for himself. On a limited budget, and those guys have got the same type people with long trailers and some of that stuff come in too. But uh, yeah, I'm glad he dropped by. He's gone by to pick up some parts from Clements, and they go racing about a week. But, uh, um, 
we ought to go up to Shelby and see them on the 16th after the show. But we uh, um, got text in that Lanny wants Blaney. You got that. And Ronnie went way out on a limb, and he picked Eric Jones. We ought to give him double points if he pulls out. That's not too far out on a limb now. Well, it wasn't last week, but that's a, that was kind of a kind of a one-shot deal maybe. I, I don't know. I hope he's up there every week. It was good to see 43 up front like, like it was back in the – not since the 80s, really. He's had a few winners since then with John Andretti, and I guess uh, Bobby Hamilton might have won a race for him or something, but it's been a long time since the 43 was in victory lane. Uh, you got a lot of stats to cover. Well, i got time to do it, though. i still got 24 minutes, unless, oh, yeah, they, okay. unless we get cut off early. I don't know if you noticed the top of the hour break oh, yeah, we went, went off 10 seconds too early when I was getting ready to say you're listening to the Start your engines, and the uh, next thing I knew, it was uh, Fox Sports update. So uh, yeah. maybe that won't happen. We'll get that straightened out. Let me just go over the finish of the uh, the cup race last week. It was at uh, California at the Wise Power 400 was the technical name of it. Uh, quite a few crashes in practice and in the race and in qualifying, too. So you knew the race was going to be exciting when they were having trouble getting around it in the preliminaries. Uh, but Kyle Larson found his stride again, and the defending champion won the race. Austin Dillon was second, Eric Jones third, and Richard Petty, um, and that was a one-two-three sweep for Chevrolet. Daniel Suarez and uh, the Tootsie's Lounge. Actually, it was the Freeway Insurance car of uh, Trackhouse Racing, but he's got the, the Tootsie's Lounge indoor um, in-car camera, which I like. Was fourth. Joy Logano was fifth. Sixth was Eric Almarola. Seventh, Kevin Harvick, who has got a long losing streak going on. He's going to win one eventually, maybe, I think. Kurt Busch was eighth. Daniel Hemrick, ninth. And uh, Ricky Stenhouse was tenth. So uh, their next race will be the Pennzoil 400 tomorrow at 3.30 on Fox. And you notice that uh, the last probably seven or eight laps there got real interesting between the five and the nine car. And, yeah. Uh, you see who took the blame through the middle yes. of the week? Yeah. The spotter. Yeah. Well, I, I think I texted you. I said, that spotter ought to be fired. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was uh, the 24, William Bryan, when he came off the corner and the other bull was already in the wall and he just sideswiped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, deal between yeah, that's the, right. that was the, the, wick, the deal between Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott, uh, can't figure out how come Chase Elliott wanted to spin his car out there and bring out a caution, knowing his teammate was winning the race. Yeah. Uh, which I know that he had a little hard feelings between him, but... what yeah. Mr. Rick had to say about that. Rick, I'd like to have been a fly on the wall at the meeting the next morning, <laughs> but uh, they got it worked out. It's like uh, Larson said, he said, I was setting up for my entrance into the corner. Yeah. He was kind of more or less side-drafting, which we see that with that car now. Two cars get side-by-side, side, the car, third car gets a good run. But but you can't side draft in a corner, can you? Because uh, the guy tried it in a truck race last night. That's the reason I'm bringing it up, and he went straight into the wall. Well, they was doing it. They was doing it down that front straightaway. When, right when the the nine tried to make the turn, get into the first turn down there. But, he did uh, close up on him pretty yeah, fast. Yeah, I, I don't think Suarez. I mean, uh, Larson Larson would intentionally wreck his teammate. No, huh. but. No. I mean, that's so... It still you know, is infuriating. And, and you think about it, I mean, it's a split decision. By the yeah. time the spotter says high, it's a little late to be moving high because he's already there. Yeah. I mean, which, like I said, that's uh, kind of like the deal of uh, super late models over here with no 
no radio contact. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you don't know if he goes to the high side and he's he picks up three tenths of a second. He gonna he gonna come by you suffice this uh he gone. I remember when Jake was a little boy, he asked me uh, about Fireball Roberts' uh, spotter. And I said, Fireball Roberts' spotter had a blackboard. <laughs> and he wrote on it, <laughs> and you could try to read it when you went by. And another thing I didn't mention in the truck race just now, Christian Eckes was battling it out and uh, with a, not too many laps to go, maybe 10 or so. And uh, he put a late block on Kyle Bush and tore his truck all to pieces. I mean, it was he wasn't clear, and it wasn't Kyle Bush. He flat came down on him. They showed it from all these different angles, and I wanted it to be Kyle Bush's fault, fault because I've never been a big fan of his. But it was not, and Eckes uh, uh, took himself out blocking. So you know, blocking's they won't let you do it in all, in all series like Formula One and Indy. They you, you, there is no blocking, or you get a, a penalty. But uh, NASCAR is going to let them keep doing it. But uh, between that block that didn't work and a side draft in a turn uh, that didn't work, you know, there's a – you can get screwed up in a hurry. Yep. Uh, okay, well, let's take a break before I get into Xfinity because we haven't even mentioned Jeremy yet. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Low prices, big selection, quality customer service. That's Nissan of Greer. Get big savings on over 300 new Nissans. Shop our large selection of used vehicles, including Nissan certified pre-owned. Plus, we're the place for commercial fleets, for expert service. And if you need credit, come and get it. Ask about military, college grad, and mobility assist savings, too. Hurry to Nissan of Greer today. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Call 1197 for more details. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. You can't predict what is going to happen, but you can plan. When was the last time you reviewed your financial plan? Financial advisor Trent Lancaster and Janie Montgomery Scott Spartanburg office can help you plan for the what-ifs to guide you in working toward a secure financial future that keeps you on track to meet your financial goals. A financial plan can help you with goals such as planning for retirement, educating your children or grandchildren, and passing on your wealth to the people and causes that are most important to you. Take the first step. Let Trent help you establish a plan today designed to protect you for whatever happens tomorrow. Call today at 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jenny Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. 
River Falls Plantation, a Gary Player signature course, is open to the public. Membership opportunities are available, though, including family, corporate, and individual memberships. They offer a discounted membership for seniors over 60 and juniors under 30. But you heard me right. You don't have to be a member to play at the beautiful course at River Falls. Don't have time for a full 18? Why not nine for just $25 every Monday through Friday? Schedule your tee time today by calling 433-9192 or go online to riverfallsgolf.com. Spartanburg's radio home for Gamecock football. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSPG Spartanburg. It's a beautiful day for the beach, or an afternoon hike, or perfecting your three-pointer at the park. Where you're spending your day may be up for debate, but stopping for an icy treat at McDonald's is not. Now try new Frozen Coke and Frozen Fanta Wild Cherry or Blue Raspberry. Get any size for just $1.69. It's more than a drink. It's a McDonald's drink. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Limited time only cannot be combined with any other offer. Combo meal. Coca-Cola and Fanta are registered trademarks of the Coca-Cola Company. me up aj okay the uh let's do some xfinity here and i was just talking about jeremy who did not really have a great race last week he uh he got up there pretty high he had a good starting spot but he would um he started 10th but he fell but he'd always just fall back and i didn't i didn't get a chance to listen to him if he even called in this week because they stayed out stayed out west and um and find out what his problem was but as they were coming off the fourth turn to the finish line he uh they had the real-time scoring there, and he was 15th heading for the line, and when they got there, he was 17th. So he didn't have such a great finish. But that was the uh, Production Alliance Group 300 at California Speedway, Autoland, uh, Auto Club Speedway. Cole Custer was the winner and the 07 car of Bobby Dotter. And Bobby uh, was a longtime ARCA, ARCA car owner, and it uh, looks like he's getting into Xfinity, and he's got himself a win. Noah Cragson was second for JR Motorsports. Third place, Trevor Bain. It's a name we haven't heard in a while. Um, he's been doing a little television work, and now he's uh, doing some occasional cockpit stuff. And uh, he uh, raced that number 18 that Drew Dollar was in when he took out Jeremy a couple of weeks ago. So uh, Trevor Bain coming back, finished third. Josh Berry was fourth. Anthony Alfredo, fifth. Sam Mayer, sixth. A.J. Allmendinger, seventh. Justin Allgaier, eighth. Herbie uh, I'm sorry, sorry, Riley Herbst, ninth, and Ryan Siege was 10th. Like As I said, Jeremy was 17th. However, the new point standings shows uh, A.J. Allmendinger with a one-point lead over Noah Craxton. Justin Allgaier is three points back in third. Riley Herbst is fourth. Ryan Sieg is tied with him. Ty Gibbs is, I'm sorry, that's a three-way tie uh, with uh, Herbst, Ryan Siege, and Ty Gibbs. Seventh, then, would be Josh Berry. Eighth, Anthony Alfredo. Ninth, Daniel Henry. And tenth, Brandon Brown. As for Jeremy, he jumped from 37th in the standings to 29th in one week. So That's a bunch. Well, and he only finished 17th. So if he can have a good finish, he'll, uh, he will continue to move up. Here is the qualifying results from yesterday for the Xfinity cars. And A.J. Allmendinger is on the pole. Josh Berry second, Herbst is third, Cragson fourth, Landon Castle is fifth, Daniel Hemrick sixth, R- 
Diane Truex, seventh. Sheldon Creed is eighth. He's a rookie. Ninth is Sam Mayer, and tenth is John Hunter Nemechek. Jeremy had a pretty good run in the first uh, Pacific Funding Chevrolet that's got Fox Sports Spartanburg on it. He qualified 12th, so uh, had a pretty good run, I think, going last year at at uh, Las Vegas, and something happened. So uh, hopefully he will get it in gear and move up from 29th in the standings. If he can move up eight spots every week, he'll uh, he'll be towards the top here pretty soon. So uh, let's uh, go to the other appreciable amount of racing that we had last week, and that was the Indy cars, and they had a fairly boring race i thought at uh st petersburg it's such a narrow track i swear i don't see how they get around it without wrecking every lap but indycar usually except for indianapolis where they always start 33 they usually have a 24 car field and i mentioned before the show last week that uh or during the show last week before the race that they had 26 cars entered and i i wondered you know who would go home and uh, the lady they got driving for aj foyt uh she would have been on the top of the list to go home because she was the slowest. But they let 26 cars start. And we had a first-time winner, Scott McLaughlin, who uh, drives for Penske. That was his birthday present to the captain. And he um, came up from Australia. That's where he's from, right? Australia? Or, yeah. And uh, it was his first win. Probably won't be his last. But he was very, very happy he was so happy that when he tried to stand up on his car, he fell off of it, which was could have hurt himself, kind of embarrassing. But uh, he dusted himself off and had a hard time actually doing the interview. I think he was so excited, and he might have stunned himself falling off the car. But uh, driving for Penske, he'll probably get used to winning and do that a little better next time. Alex Palou, the defending champion, was second for Chip Ganassi. Will Power was third, also driving for Penske. Fourth was Colton Herta, driving for Andretti Curb Motorsports. And he's going to be the driver. If, if Andretti, Michael Andretti gets the Formula One team, he's going to take Colton Herta with him. That's a done deal. Um, fifth was Roman Grosjean, who is really coming on in Indy cars. He had a good rookie season, and now he's... Uh, he's consistently up front, it looks like. Well, in one race, it's kind of hard to tell, but... It, all indications are that he's going to be up front. He's also driving for Andretti Motorsports instead of uh, the team he was with last year, which was Rick Ware. Which, uh, I mean, you've got to be pretty good to even run an IndyCar, but this is a better team. So Groshan will probably continue to improve. Sixth was Renus VK. Seventh, Graham Rahal. Eighth, Scott Dixon. Ninth, Marcus Erickson in the uh, Husky Chocolate Car. Ronnie, we always talk about that one. And 10th was Takuma Sato in the uh, for Dale Coin Racing. Looking on down the list, we can go all the way back to, where is this? This is uh, 23rd. I'm sorry. Yep, yeah, 23rd was Jimmy Johnson driving for Chip Ganassi. Uh, he was a lap behind, and two laps behind him, and 24th was Tatiana Calderon driving A.J. Foyt's uh, third entry. The other two non-finishers were uh, Dalton Kellett in A.J. Foyt's car and David Malukas, who was a rookie, driving for Dale Coyne. Okay, after one race, the points are Scott McLaughlin first, Alex Palou second, 
Will Power third, Colton Herta fourth, Ramon Grosjean fifth, Renas VK sixth, Graham Rahal seventh, Scott Dixon eighth, Marcus Erickson ninth, and Takuma Sato is tenth. They will run next on uh, in two weeks at the Genesis 600K, and that's at Texas. And this is the the oval track that they are running before the 500. And I, I just I honestly. I'm going to be very interested to see how Jimmy Johnson can do, but I kind of, I mean, this is different. He's used to that track in a stock car. It is lightning fast, and I I, I got concerns. Kind of like our old NASCAR drivers right now having a hard time adapting to this new car. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, once you get your ways set, it's kind of hard to get, uh, get out of that pattern. Yeah. Let's take a phone call. What do you okay. think? Let's see All what right. happens here. Start your engines. Who we got? Hey, Perry. It's Tony on hey. McFarland. Well, you got your technical difficulties taken care of. <laughs> Thanks for calling yeah, in, Tony. Died. Thank you. Yeah, I don't know what I missed, but my phone died, and I just kind of got back online. But I was enjoying listening to the show and learning so much today um, with Bobby Allison up there. And um, just really enjoyed it. Reg- Reggie was grinning from ear to ear. He and I were texting as we were listening to it. So appreciate you having us on the show last week. And uh, just wanted to thank everybody in Spartanburg for all the support they've provided. And, you know, uh, you had us up there last week talking about my dad, Raymond Arnold Jr. Um, just want to thank you for you know, that opportunity. Well, we're glad really we have it. I'm glad we can do it. And, uh, and, and especially, you know, with yesterday being, and I said last week about 10 times it was the 60th anniversary of Wendell's first Grand National Race, but it's actually the 61st because I failed math, I guess, at some point. And, uh, well, we, we all know it was, whether it was 60 or 61, it, it's, it's still a, a very important milestone. And uh, appreciate you, you know, taking time to to commemorate that well you know reggie um uh bobby I, you know well you heard it what i said about bobby yes. uh, it, he immediately sounded to me like he he was he i'll have to listen to the replay but it sounded like he recalled that not reggie himself but having that matador at the uh at the grocery store in florence okay. because uh he uh he started to say something as i was explaining it was like uh, he, like he was gonna say yeah i remember that or we did that all the time or something like right, that. But uh, right. I wanted him to know how he inspires people um, yes. uh, to uh, to do it. And, and Reggie Primus is still doing it. Exactly. And uh, I, we didn't mention this uh, last week. I mean, we had so much we wanted to get in. But actually, uh, Reggie and Trey met at South Carolina State, my brother Trey. Right. Trey had on a Wendell Scott shirt, and Reggie saw it. And, <clears throat> excuse me. That sparked a conversation, and they saying, you know, Reggie was connecting up with my dad, and uh, I want to say dad probably got him in touch with Wendell Scott Jr. Uh-huh. Uh, some kind of way, they, you know, the, that synergy got going, and uh, I know that he was, uh, you know, Wendell Scott Jr. was a part of, you know, mentoring those students in that uh, Drive for Diversity program. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of small community there when you when you are in the minority, so. You kind of get to know each other pretty quickly. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Well, Tony, thanks for calling in. And uh, uh, we'll give you a we'll call in any time. I mean, we, we've taken more sure phone calls today than we have in, uh, in four years, I think. So, uh, yeah, and I heard Joe Delaney up there. I went to high school with him. Well, he's standing here staring at me because he's going to mm-hmm. take Greg to Applebee's for me. But, uh, okay. yeah, Joe, okay. Joe uh, is uh, 
good friend of the show. I guess you couldn't get your brother, huh? Uh, no, I didn't even try. Oh, no, I was talking to I, Joe. I'm sorry. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, he was supposed to call. Yeah, he was supposed to, I heard he was supposed to call. Yeah, he was going to come on. But he didn't. So, anyway, that's, that's bad okay. to, to talk to the person that's standing in front of you and the person listening on the radio on the phone uh, answers you. So, that was that no was problem. mistimed. Tony. Sure. Thank you so much for calling in, and uh, see if you can get that diversity lady with NASCAR, and we'll uh, we'll do another show. I sent her, I sent her email while we were on the show, so hopefully we hear something. Great, thank you so much, Tony. Thank you. Talk Have to a great you later. Take care. Mm-hmm. All right, let's do the TV real quick. That was stupid to talk to you while she she thought I was talking to her. Um, TV today, Xfinity race at uh, pre race at three thirty. The race is four thirty to seven. Uh, well, till it ends. Last week it went forever. Because uh, uh, Brandon, Brent, was it Brandon? About four overtimes. Yeah, but he took out all those sand barrels that uh, that sit in front of the pit wall, or he'd have probably broke his car in half the way he hit it. He he was trying his best to miss them. He had the rear tires spinning, but nope. not on grass. Nope. So he uh, that took a long cleanup. And then tomorrow, the cup race is at 3.30, pre-race at 3 o'clock. That's on Fox. If I didn't say it, the Xfinity race today is on FS1. Then uh, looking down the line just a little bit, the uh, March 11th, MAV-TV at 7.30 at night. That's a Friday. We'll have the ARCA race from Phoenix. And then the, uh, um, the 19th, I'm looking really forward to, is... Uh, on Peacock and USA, we'll have the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Cars, 12 hours of Sebring, and that's when we'll get our our uh, Cadillac, Wheeling Engineering Cadillac back out there. And on Sunday, March the 20th, Formula One starts up from Bahrain. So uh, that's about it. You got something there? Uh, yep. Uh, Jenny just texted me in Cherokee Speedway this weekend. They will be using my race pass. And from now on, they'll be using that. That is a app on your phone that you can get. It will provide you with the lineups, the entry list, the driver stats, and timing. As the race is on, you can actually sit there and watch Brandon Overton lap after lap. His times, if he's running first, if he falls to second, it automatically just shows you on your phone. So if you're not able to make the race, go to uh, my race pass on your phone. Well, you know, when I went with... When I met you over there that time, yeah. uh, y'all showed me something. Uh, Jada showed me something on her phone. It was yeah. like real time. Oh, oh yeah, that's uh, they Same have thing? all they have all divisions because we've got a uh, trans- transmitter on our rear axle, and every one of them's got that. And I can sit there and see if my car starts falling off halfway through the race, or if it's getting faster. That way, I know what to do the next week. And that's when we talked about last year. The transmitter wins. Uh, it, you can get sideways and get that transmitter across the finish line first. <laughs> as long as it crosses the finish line first. It don't have to be. The car might not be headed in the right direction, but uh, but that's my race pace, and uh, it's an app. Well, that fired off about uh, one minute early, so this thing has still got some bugs in it, but at least we do have the finish to the show. Uh 
Natalie, get the table ready. Some of the boys are coming, and the rest of you, we'll talk to you next week. Keep it between the fences. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. This is the place to be. Listen to Spartanburg Vikings football right here. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM. WSPG Spartanburg.